0: Voices from the future, Alexa skills and voice assistance. Hey everybody, welcome to the Early Days Podcast, the show about the hustle, the excitement, the grind, the ups and the downs of building a business from scratch. My name is Marin, and together with my co-founder Julian, we are the creators and makers of Dulo, an apparel company, but it's growing into something much, much bigger than that. Go and check us out at whereDulo.com. Now, in this conversation, we're connecting with other fellow entrepreneurs who are building their own company, and we focus on their early days and experiences of building and starting businesses. Our guest today is Ben Smith who is a voice entrepreneur and I hear you asking what does that mean a voice entrepreneur how could that be? Well, that means that Ben is almost exclusively dedicated his attention and his efforts on educating others on the importance of voice and sound, but also building solutions that help other businesses and himself as well to reach to a new audience, connect with other people. So we had a really, really fascinating conversation. we really connected on this topic because it's also something very dear to us. We go deep into the specifics of what an Alexa skill is or other similar applications from other voice platforms, but also how to create a community, how to build one, how to uh, keep people interested and coming back to your product or to your application, your voice application. So if you want to learn more about that, make sure you listen to the episode. If you want to say hi to Ben, he is online on Twitter at Benjamin Smith on LinkedIn. Just search for him, Ben Smith, or go to bensmith.tv and check out his latest Amazon Alexa update. So without further ado, let's dive into this really fascinating conversation with Ben Smith.
1: My name is Ben Smith. I run a daily podcast called Voice Entrepreneur. And Voice Entrepreneur is really about examining voice technology and artificial intelligence and how Your average person can start to market an entrepreneur using voice and artificial intelligence technology. And I think that today, those ideas really scare people. Uh, Artificial intelligence, the idea that the Amazon Alexa or Lexi speaker, as I like to call her, uh, this stuff intimidates people. And what I'm trying to teach people is that these platforms are just like any other platforms, they're just like. YouTube, they're just like Facebook, and uh, it's all about people. So we're building interesting skills, new businesses on these platforms, and I'm helping people. I'm trying to build a community. So, so that's what Voice Entrepreneur is.
0: And how did it come about? I'm really curious. Where did the interest come from?
1: Yeah. Um, so my background, I'm an I was an early Google employee. I started at Google way back when there was less than a thousand employees. So I got to experience uh, the the world atmospheric growth of, of Google. And I was part of the original Google video team way back in 2005 for Google and actually helped acquire YouTube, was one of the first business people for YouTube. And I was focused on how was YouTube actually going to make money back then? And people people at that time, that seemed like it was crazy. It seemed like it was dogs on skateboards farting and (laughs) lighting things on fire. And uh, I saw how quickly these platforms go from jokes and fun and games until they become world-changing technologies. And I think the same thing is happening with voice. I think the same thing is happening with artificial intelligence. And it's my mission right now to Give people the tools and the conversation so that they can make voice, just like the way they they make uh, videos on YouTube today.
0: When was the first time you actually had an experience with the voice or a voice platform? I'm curious.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I, I think like anybody else, uh, you know, it's funny. We we've had lots of voice experiences. Uh, we just don't think of them that way. So I listen to books on tape. That's that's a voice experience. I, I call uh, 1-800 numbers, I'll call my credit card company, and I'll have to talk to an automated voice. Those are all early ways of, of using this technology, but I think the technology has caught up. And what impresses me about the Alexa platform is that because Amazon is running it, it is a natural platform for commerce and for, ta- and for shopping and for buying the products and in, in creating... Essentially, all the efficiencies we need uh, to make daily life better. So when I got a, an Alexa device, I don't know, a year or two ago, I just couldn't believe it. I mean, I, I, it was, of course, look, it was uh, really rusty. It, it didn't do everything I wanted. But at the same time, it was like magic. And I think that that magic, the magic of having this voice say something to you that's actually helpful when you need it that's game changing and that that power to change our lives that that's what we're playing with right now and i don't i don't i still think people think of this as a fun sort of tool no this is this is going to be the way that we interact with our computers and the internet for the next 10 or 20 years
2: can you differentiate a bit between um so creating voice content, but between an Alexa skill and having a regular podcast?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. So what's the difference between an, an Alexa skill and a podcast? Well, there's not a whole lot of difference if you think about it. We're seeing an explosion in podcasts, and that's voice, because the we want to hear content. We are busy individuals. We're often driving. Uh, we are you know we have earphones in our in our ears and that's very very useful with the alexa devices typically they're in the homes and so the first use cases we've seen with alexa are can you listen to something in the kitchen can you listen to something while you're in the bathroom or while you're well right before you go to bed it's funny i have so many Uh, fans in my audience who tell me that they listen to me right before they go to bed at night (laughs) it's nice to hear yeah but to answer your question i really see podcasts and and alexa skills converging so that you you can't really see or pardon me hear the difference between an alexa skill or a podcast they're all the same thing
2: would you say it makes um Is it a good approach to create content for both? Or would you say that Alexa, let's say briefing would be a shorter form of content compared to a podcast?
1: Yeah, that's another great question. I'm currently experimenting with it. I think that uh, the reason why I set my voice entrepreneur as a daily Alexa skill is that I'm trying to figure out, I believe that in the next couple of years, we'll come to look at these devices um, Will we'll like short, frequent interactions with these devices, almost like they're a friend. So I really am trying to build the daily Alexa skill as a conversation between you and me, as, as, as a conversation between friends. Now, as a podcast, I still want to do podcasts because guess what? There are, you know, everyone, podcasts have just so much, a much bigger listenership, but that listenership, Um, I think that the expectation is they want a longer podcast. They want something that's, you know, somewhere between 20 to 45 minutes. Now, right now I'm doing something that's in between. I do about a 10 minute daily podcast. Um, But again, I'm experimenting and I'm trying to figure out how to have that conversation with people every single day on their Alexa device
0: actually i'm i was just thinking while listening to this because all three of us we're pretty familiar what you're talking about when you say an alexa skill and um alexa and amazon alexa amazon echo things like that but maybe actually let's i'm not sure all of our audience might be familiar with all of that because we're based in europe and the advancement of alexa Alexa skills and the assistants in general are still are I, I think are much behind much farther behind than they are in the US. Also because of language barrier and other stuff. There are so many different countries and different languages, of course. So can you just give us some maybe actually mention what what your skill is? Um, maybe briefly give an introduction on how the Alexa ecosystem works. How can people install an app? That would be quite interesting. Sure, sure, of course. So
1: Amazon. Uh, one of the biggest companies in the world makes a device called the Alexa. And the Alexa is a small device that can go in your home and it's a voice activated device. It's what they call a voice assistant. Now, uh, just like any uh, mobile phone, the Alexa device allows for people to develop apps for for the Alexa device. But instead of calling them apps, Alexa calls them skills. So when we say Alexa skill, what we're really saying is it's, a, it's, a, it's an app for Alexa. What I did was I was one of the, uh, the early people to create an Alexa skill. So in other words, an app called Voice Entrepreneur. And Voice Entrepreneur is a daily broadcast, what, uh, what the Alexa folks call a voice briefing. So my voice briefing, comes on to the Alexa device uh, and you can listen to me by saying Alexa brief me and then you'll you'll hear my my update um, and the way that you enable it is you would search for voice entrepreneur within your Alexa app or you can you can ask Alexa to enable voice entrepreneur and so that's the way it goes it's a little bit complicated right now I'd really like to see, Amazon figure out new ways to simplify this process. Um, but in essence, it's adding a podcast to the Alexa device. That's what we're doing here.
0: And everything is pre-recorded, right?
1: Yes, everything is pre-recorded at um, at the time, at, at this moment. Um, however, one of the things I'm really working on and I would love to talk to you guys about is I really want to get into to live streaming. And Amazon also owns Twitch and Twitch is exploding. So I really see that podcasts and live streaming are starting to converge as well, but that might be another conversation for another time.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because I, I used to watch Twitch quite a lot back in the days when it was just gaming. And then at some point I stopped watching and I saw that it took off like a life on its own, basically with the live streaming and stuff. So yeah, it is, it is a very interesting topic to get into. Uh, but you mentioned having a conversation with your audience, uh, given that, you know, you're broadcasting the message. How do you have that back and forth and maybe what other platforms do you use to to create that community around the the voice skill?
1: Yeah, for me, it's really important. Uh, I think when you're creating a brand or you're trying to create a startup or business today, you need to think about it as a two-way conversation. I do not think that it benefits anyone to broadcast out. Everything today about being a brand is about conversation. So what I did was I created a Facebook group called Voice Entrepreneur. So if, you, uh, if you're curious, you can go to Facebook and search for the Voice Entrepreneur uh, Facebook group. And there we have a thriving community. We have people answering questions for each other, asking questions. We are grouping together. We've actually had people partner in the last few days and start to work on their own Alexa skills together. Um, And so I want to have a thriving community of people helping each other. Everything about Voice Entrepreneur and my brand is all about helping each other to to be successful in this new technology. And that's, that's the key to every brand. I think that this is what Nike should be doing. This is what all of the top brands in the world are trying to do. You need to be everywhere if you're a brand and everywhere you need to talk to your customers.
2: Yeah, so definitely a great message. How did you start, kind of? How did you get the ball rolling in creating that community and marketing the podcast in the beginning?
1: Yeah, um, so one of the big things I talk about almost every day on Voice Entrepreneur is there is no substitute for going out and talking to people one by one, and I think we all try to avoid it um, because it's scary and it's intimidating. And we'd like to hide and say, okay, um, hopefully people will just find our podcast or people might just find our brand or they might find my product, but it doesn't work that way. You have to go out there. And at first I started posting and hoping people might see things and, and check it out. And what I realized was the advantage we have as human beings is that we can touch people and we can affect people, but that happens one by one. I talk to now probably, I don't know, maybe 50 people a day on LinkedIn individually on LinkedIn alone, Mm. right? I talk to people in my group. I talk to people everywhere. I probably have, I don't know, maybe 100 different emails a day because the what scales, that interaction scales. And it doesn't feel like it on a day-to-day basis, but that's how you grow something. And politicians know this too. This is why politicians shake everybody's hands. Because once you touch somebody, you authentically touch somebody, they're your fan forever. They will like you forever. But you have to touch someone authentically. If you don't touch them authentically, then you're just another, just another thing in this universe. So my whole mission with Voice Entrepreneur is I try to talk to as many people as I can individually.
2: And then following up from that, I, I heard your episode about um, the audience first and product second. And I thought that was really interesting. It's, of course, like selfish thing for us that we're trying to do as well, just building the audience first. But can you expand a bit on that concept?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that so many people, they come up with their genius idea for how they're going to become a millionaire or billionaire. and they see it so clearly in their head. and they have this great product, and all they want to do is either go raise money or they want to put it out there and they want the world to to say they're a genius and, and, and feel the validation. And that's the exact opposite way things work now in 2018. The way it works is you have to go out there and you have to talk to people. And when you talk to people, when you authentically talk to people, you are going to learn so much about how they want to use your product or service. Things change when you talk to people. So for example, I've worked on a product for 18 months before, 18 months of my life, which I'll never get back. And then I put it out there and five people wanted to to play with it. But instead, the next product I worked on, I went out, I just started talking. I said, hey, what would you you like to see? What would you like to see in this service? Or with voice entrepreneur, what would you like to hear? Mm -hmm. And when you start talking to people, everything changes if you can get people i was having a hard time even getting my friends and family to try the stuff i was doing if you can't get your friends and family to try stuff then you have an issue (laughs) and so what i'm trying to encourage entrepreneurs to do is to get out from behind their desk and actually talk to people and if you talk to people they are going to jump onto your platform they're going to give you advice you're going to learn so much about yourself And it will change the entire tone of the conversation because you've gone from thinking about your product and your service and you being right to learning how to serve people. And when you serve people, that's the big leap as an entrepreneur. You are now a real entrepreneur when you start to actually listen to people and actually give them what they want. And when that comes first, everything changes.
0: And that resonates so much, especially also it's pretty much everything that we're doing. And we like to joke internally that for us, it's everything is like hand-to-hand combat. It's every person, one person, one-on-one, spending so much time with everybody who gets in touch. And that's such an important thing when you're building a community. It's a partnership in a way. That's how I like to think about it. And and when I look at your career as well, in your early days, the things that you, you did at YouTube, now that you're doing with voice, it seems that everything is around partnership. And That would lead me to the question of what in your opinion is the perfect or is a great partnership for someone that's on a new platform or that's building a new platform what is the best form of partnership for that
1: uh tell me what what you're looking for in in a partnership do you mean do you mean as as a new customer or as a new partner
0: yeah i'm looking i mean i mean as a customer so basically i consider every customer a partner because they become part of a journey and, uh, you build, as you mentioned, you start talking to people and you start building this business that you're building based on the feedback and the things that those people say and how they react to, to your actions. So for me, that's what I mean when I say partnerships.
1: Yeah, look, I think it's, it's based on really listening and then starting to deliver on what you're hearing. And I think you guys are doing a terrific job. I think that, look, you have to put something out there and you guys put out some initial products and a brand and a vision and then you said what you're asking customers what do you think about our vision does this vision help you and they're giving you feedback they're saying okay in this situation i love what you're doing maybe in this other situation you're not as useful so once you learn okay you know what uh our shirts our products are needed uh at you know for this type of customer You can start to have a conversation with them instead of everybody else. The second you decide that you're not for everybody and you're only for some people, that, that is when the magic happens. Because if you're for everybody, you're for nobody. Does that make sense? Because if
0: if you try to save the world, nobody cares. Exactly. That's something that I think a lot of, it's quite natural when you're just starting out to make these mistakes, no matter how much you're reading or you know. It's, you have to start broad, I think, and then you have to start narrowing down quickly based on the reactions and on the responses that you're getting from the audience.
1: Yeah. On the internet today, it's 2018. You can either be the best or you can be the cheapest. That's Those are your only two options. And guess what? Amazon and Walmart, at least here in the United States, own cheapest. So that leaves the best. You need to be the best in the world at something. But to be the best in the world at something, you can't serve everybody. You have to be you you have to niche. You have to find your lane and you have to be the best at one thing. And if you can be the best at one thing, the whole world will open up.
2: You you mentioned again the providing value through the content. It's something that we struggle quite often because basically our strategy is just to document stuff and then put it out there but how, how would you go about analyzing or maybe what kind of conversation would you have in asking be be valuable from that from the whole
1: yeah i mean tell me tell tell me what what you think your brand is about what what is your brand about to your customers
2: well we, in the end we want to promote cuz it's something basically that the company that we started is a way of us to get out of that 9 to 5 rat race right um uh-huh. so by documenting our journey of doing that the the vision is to inspire more people to do that, first of all. And then second of all is through the documentation of that journey, maybe have some insights or some, just some, yeah, just basically some insights or a blueprint of how you can do that.
1: Yeah. So I think that the conversation with your customers is how do we help you do that? How do we help you escape the nine to five? How do we do that? And we will do that on a one by one basis. Our brand is about helping people on a one by one basis escape the 9 to 5. And guess what? We can make it a little easier if you want to wear our clothes. It will be easier and it will be better if you wear our clothes. But you don't have to wear our clothes because we're going to help you anyway. Because that's what we believe in and we are going to help you do that and here's examples of where we've helped people do that. And by the way, we're every uh every other day or every day for 2 hours we get on the air. And we answer questions and we, and we talk to people about how they can escape the nine to five. And we give tips and we give feedback. That's powerful. That's what your brand's about. And I'm already like just saying that myself. I'm like, I, I want to join your group
2: right now. <laughs> yeah, I think. If you, but the, the thing that I, I often think about is at what point can you take the position of giving advice rather than, because right now we're not very experienced, right? So all we can do is just share our experience and hopefully that helps people. But when when do you draw that line in the sand and say, okay, now we have some things that we can actually talk about, or is that maybe from the very beginning you can just share your journey, or when do you become that you know that entity that gives advice?
1: You know, I would challenge you, I would challenge you to say, look, you only need to be one chapter ahead of somebody in order to provide value, and I I think that way too many people fear. they don't know enough they're not experienced enough to help and helping doesn't care how experienced you are that's how i would challenge you helping cares about your intention helping cares that you're going to go and if someone needs your help and you and you know something or you have something or you can share one experience you had today you're helping Mm. i think you can do this today
0: it's
2: powerful that yeah
0: now I want to touch base on something that you mentioned as well is that all these early customer or these early customers or people who actually get excited about this journey when it comes to the voice space because it's still I would say it's not that popular or people still don't have figured out how to use it properly how would you go about to get people to follow your how do you go about actually getting people to listen to your podcast or to install your alexa skill how do you promote it and how do you keep the people coming back to it
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, that's a great question so for me uh, personally i'm going to the places i i try to find where people are already enjoying alexa and already have an interest so for me uh, a big audience for me is on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is one of my top platforms. Like I said, I get 50 messages a day on LinkedIn. Uh, I have something like 10,000 uh, or more followers on LinkedIn. And I try to talk to people there because are clear, there's clear interest. Um, but if you are also getting started, I, I try to tell people Facebook ads are the most powerful tool on earth. I mean, here in the United States, th- this is why we talk about Facebook ads and the 2016 election. For $10, you can create ads for $10 and find your audience. So for instance, I've created ads for people who like Alexa and also like artificial intelligence. And I can speak to those people for, for $10, for $5. Uh, it, it doesn't matter. What's What's important is finding your tribe, finding people that care about what you care about and then making your content so good, so helpful, and that you touch people individually enough that they want to talk about it with others. And that's, that's the recipe. And it works. It works if you're authentic about it.
0: And is that the same? Do you have the same approach when it comes to actually getting people to come back? Because um, I, I, this is your, it seems to me that this is your acquisition strategy. And how do you go about retention? I'm quite curious about that.
1: Yeah, it's a great, it's a great question. Um, so uh, I think about voice entrepreneur. I think about uh, everything I do as a world. And some people want to come into my world and only experience a little bit. Some might want to experience a lot. Um, so I try to give people a lot of options. So I release every daily podcast. I release a page that goes with it. And what I found is that some people literally just want to read the headline of the day. Whatever I title the podcast, that's what people care about. They don't actually want to hear the podcast. They just want to know what I'm talking about that day. And oh, that's so, fine. That's so, the lightest way of interacting with me. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, yeah. So basically, you're not relying only on the audio experience. You're relying. You're also providing other ways for people to consume your thoughts and your ideas by making it convenient for them and reducing friction. At least that's how I perceive it.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the name of the game. So, I want some people to look at my my pages. I want some people, if they need a lot of interaction, to go to my Facebook group. Uh, I have an email list if you if email works good well for you, um, some people share the stuff on LinkedIn. and th- yes, there are some people that want a daily podcast. But I don't assume that every single person wants a daily podcast in their life. And that's fine by me.
2: You made a perfect segue just to take it a bit more ma- micro, because uh, I, I I I noticed that when I was listening to one of your episodes, there was a title that took that caught my attention. So once that finished, I jumped onto the next one. Is there a, a, a strategy that you use in naming the episodes and writing descriptions for them?
1: You know, I I don't at this moment. I um, I've been told myself that I should get ahead of schedule and I should uh, record maybe five or six of these ahead of time. But what I find is that for me, I'm doing, this is a labor of love for me. I love talking to people. I just love, I'm a curious guy. I love ideas, I love talking, I love listening. And it makes sense for me. I record every morning around 6.30 to 7.30 a.m. I have three babies. I have three kids that are three or under. And they all start crying around 7 a.m. So I really try to get it all done by 7 a.m., but there's no rhyme or recipe at this moment. Um, but that said, I do, of course, have some topics I want to talk about. Um, but I know I'm in this for the long haul. I'm going to be doing this for a very long time. So, I, you know what? I've been doing this, what? Uh, 55 days straight, and I'm not going to take a day off. So, uh, every day is another chance to touch somebody. That's the way I think about it.
0: I loved how you moved into the next topic I really wanted to discuss, which is actually something that's on the radar for a lot of people. That's the work-life balance. And a lot of people use those as excuses or having a, a family or a busy busy life outside of work for not doing the work. And you just mentioned you have three kids and you're doing this every day, showing up and making sure you put the bricks on the in the wall and building and building and building on top of it. Now, how do you spend your time, how do you dedicate your time between your work and everything else that is outside of it? Um, but also, I'm curious if you're doing full-time uh, your work at Chance Bending or the, the thing with the voice, or uh-huh. do you have a, a separate income that's coming from somewhere else. Just give us some more insight into your sure. day to
1: Sure. Well. You know what? I feel very lucky and blessed. I, I have uh, done a lot of pretty cool things in, in my career. And about three years ago, I started my own consulting and investment group called Chance Spending Ventures. And so the way I make my money is through consulting and advising. So I have, I don't know, at any point, I have five or six different startups that I'm working with on a day-to-day basis. So that's how I make my money. Um, and that's really time intensive. I spend a lot of time with every client. Um, but like, like I mentioned, and like you said, I have three kids that are three years old or under. Uh, I have a crazy life. Uh, and I just decided one day that this is my window. This is my moment. And I can make more time. I can always make more time. Uh, I will typically get up somewhere between 3 a.m. and 5 a.m. every single day if at all possible. Um, I'm not perfect and my, my morning routine does change, but I realized that this is what I'm passionate about. And when you start to be passionate and when you see that you're actually having an effect and you're actually helping people, it makes it a lot easier to wake up early. It makes it a lot easier to be passionate. I work on a Friday night. I work on a Saturday night. Uh, and that's fine by me because I love what I'm doing.
0: Yeah, this is exactly pretty much really resonates so much with what both of us are doing as well. And I think when you love something, as you say, you find the reason to wake up earlier to make the time. And actually, it's, uh, I think it's super easy to wake up that early and you wake up with excitement and wanting to go and seize the opportunity to do something extra and to go that extra mile.
1: Yeah, when you stop being scared of what's going to happen and you start just embracing, I mean, you guys, it would be so easy not to do what you're doing. Everything is saying for you not to do what you're doing. Same with me. Everyone's like, what? You're creating something called Voice Entrepreneur? What is that? Who does this? No one even knew what, what a daily Alexa podcast is. They're like, what is that, Ben? This is weird. And by the way, are you trying to be like an influencer? Ben, are you trying to be famous? Like, everything was against me doing this. But guess what? I just knew I really wanted to do it. And when you really go for something and you just let your heart, you know, sort of be open like that, everything changes. Because I can wake up early, and I love working on this. I'll work on this stuff for three minutes before I go to bed. You know, five minutes there, eight minutes there, and it makes a huge difference. So that's. I'm so glad you guys feel the same way. I mean, I this, this. I really believe that this is one of the keys to escaping the nine to five, as you're describing.
2: Yeah, Because you don't have other choice, right? You don't have just the time. If you project the time going forward, if you're resting on, on the evenings and, you know, lying around on the weekends, there's just no time to to build that side thing that's going to get you out of that, of the nine to five.
1: Yeah, I, I've noticed that when, when, uh, when everything is working well for me, it's amazing how life just pushes you in a, a certain direction. And yet, if you're a little off track, things just happen. It, it, life, will, life will give you a flat tire. Life will give you a headache. Life will give you, oh, got sick. Oh, have to go to the doctor. And so when things start to, when you are congruent with, with the goals in your life, it's amazing how life can work for you instead of against you.
2: Yeah, completely agree. Go, going forward, where do you see the future of audio and what's, what's a good way, a good start that people can start preparing for that and maybe having just a uh being first movers or getting some advantage in their own business and projects?
1: Yeah, I'm glad you asked. So here's part of the reason why I love voice. When I worked at Google back in 2003, there were 12 search results on a Google page and advertisers were battling it out for one of those 12 spots on on that page. And then the mobile revolution happened in, let's say 2008 and nine. And suddenly there were only three search results that could appear on your mobile phone because they're smaller, more competition, prices went up. Well, in this new voice universe, there's really only one search result and that's the answer to your query. So when you ask Alexa something, it's going to return you an answer. That is what in our business we call inventory. And that inventory is going to be so valuable. So. That's the way that a lot of people are thinking about it. And I think that the future of this platform is really helping people make buying decisions through voice. So whether that means that you have advertisements, whether that means that you're describing your incredible products, like I imagine that I could be listening to your uh, podcast and then at any point in the podcast, I could say, you know what, that shirt sounds amazing. I'll, I'll take one. Or maybe in the podcast, you tell your audience, guys, for the next five minutes, if anybody says the words 30% off, everyone gets 30% off, and then you can order a shirt. All of that is possible with voice. So every moment in voice becomes an interactive buying opportunity. And that's exciting from a marketing perspective. That's what I'm working toward. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, go ahead. Sorry.
1: Does that make sense?
2: Yeah yeah, completely and uh, just uh, to follow up that would you say it makes sense to focus on on being that to be that first result or would you say just building an audience that listens to the To that piece of content then makes sense? so both I guess
1: both both I think I think that you want to build a connection with your audience of trust and so they know that when you talk about a product uh, and when you tell them to order a product because they'll be able to order it directly from your podcast at that moment with their voice that uh, they can trust that you, you're telling them something great and that you're sharing something great that's good for them. And that's why I built Voice Entrepreneur. I want to have a great audience where we have enough trust, where if they tell me to do something, I'm going to do it. And if I tell them to do something, they will do it alongside. And that is, I, that's not just a commercial relationship. That is a true friendship. And that's what's possible. Again, from the top of the conversation, AI and voice enables us to be more human. And that, that's where all the power is.
0: And it's It's in being human that's so nice i i think we're going to get so much so many useful quotes and so such great quotes from this conversation it's going to be incredible uh, also a lot of value for our audience and to follow up on what julian was asking about and now the future and the direction of voice do you already have some examples or some companies or brands that you think are doing a good job at that
1: yeah look it's just starting i think that there are some good brands out there that are playing playing around with it But it's so new. I mean, we are really breaking new ground here. So what I would encourage anyone to do is to go download the Amazon Alexa app. You can actually look at all the different skills that people are building. At last count, I think there was something like 40,000 skills in the Amazon Alexa store. They can go to Voice Entrepreneur and check out what some of our community is doing. So if you search for Voice Entrepreneur on Facebook, you can find our group. but people are building really cool stuff right now. It's it's just about finding ways to help people. Um, you know, I have friends that are building social platforms on voice where you can talk to each other. Uh, everything is just getting started, so um, I would love to see you guys take take the lead here. And I really think you can do that.
0: Oh, it's, I'm super excited about it. Actually, both of us are uh, both programmers uh, by day. And um, I a few months ago in February, I played around a little bit, but with the Google Assistant, not with Alexa, because I'm an Android user, so uh-huh. I have very quick access to that. And just playing around with the tools that they provide you to build an application. Actually, you don't need to know any coding whatsoever. You can now do with just point-and-click tools, a uh, well functioning application, yes, a very simple one, but a very uh, something that actually works and you can call on your phone and it's going to respond. And yeah, we've been thinking a lot about w- how what would be an interesting way for us to approach this space. And we've been doing a lot of reading recently and just looking around. I actually downloaded the Alexa app on my phone last week and had a few apps installed and tried them on. Um, but as you say, it's still a process of everybody seems to be just trying it out, uh, putting their feet in the water and uh, yeah, figuring out how to work with voice as well. Because yeah, it's a it, position. Everybody seems to have been into texting and pretty much impersonal communication until recently. And now suddenly we're back to talking to our phones, something that people were, uh, were proclaiming that is, it's, uh, it's a dying thing
1: yeah i think we're going to wake up and find how we're more human with this technology and what scales is communication and authenticity and empathy and when you start using that i think magic things happen if i can leave your audience with anything it's that voice technology and artificial intelligence does not have to be intimidating it does not have to be scary you can build it with no coding experience And it's up to you to build stuff that's useful, that connects human beings. Because every time these big, dumb, giant companies like Amazon and Google, they make it all about technology, and they never remember that it's always in the end about people. The reason why YouTube won back in the day, there were something like 50 different video platforms. But YouTube was the one that put the word you in their actual company name. They understood it was about people connecting instead of about how fast your video played or you know the Kodak rate or, or anything about the technical specs. It was about how one person talks to another person. And the same thing is going to happen here. So don't be scared. Get in there. Start playing with it. And
0: magic things will happen. And that's a fantastic, fantastic segue, I think, and a way to... And our conversation, at least this part of it, because I'm pretty sure we can talk so much more.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm sure as well.
0: Yeah. Um, so maybe just mention uh, briefly, where can people find out more about you, about the work that you're doing? You already mentioned Voice Entrepreneur on Facebook. We're going to make sure to link all of those in our show notes, uh, but also mention about your Alexa skill and everything that you just want to say now is the time to plug it in.
1: Yeah, thank you. Uh, if if you're interested in, one, in what I'm doing, uh, please go to bensmith.tv www.bensmith.tv. Uh, you can also search for Voice Entrepreneur on iTunes, and um, yeah, uh, you can go to Facebook. I'm I'm everywhere. Uh, search for Ben Smith and Voice Entrepreneur, and uh, I just can't wait to talk with all of you because it really is a revolution, and it's starting right
0: now. So now is the time to get involved. I'm pretty curious, actually, now by mentioning Alexa so much, if we triggered some Alexa devices in people's right. homes.
1: Yeah, it, that, that, is the one, that is the one thing. People always wonder why I use the word Lexi. And the reason why I use the word Lexi is if I don't use that word, then it creates a sort of a, a self, uh, like this crazy loop where <laughs> Lexi hears Lexi and then all of a sudden it goes off on its own. It's, it's, an, it's an amazing phenomenon. So I try to use the word Lexi whenever I can remember. I'm getting better at it. Um, but I wasn't sure today if I should use the word Alexa or Lexi. Um, it's I, I'm sure they'll solve this issue pretty soon. Um, but it's pretty funny when it happens. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, thanks, Ben. I'm, I'm looking forward, hopefully, to a part two sometime in the future. I think we'll be stepping on our Alexa skill game and definitely whip something up in the, in the next few days.
1: Guys, I'm, I'm so excited for what you're doing. I, I really want to compliment you. you. You are finding a way of talking to people and actually helping people. It's not about your shirts. It's not about you guys succeeding. It's about actually helping people escape uh, a boring existence, a crappy existence and doing things they actually want to do. And I can see that and I can see that from a mile away. So from the United States, I'm so happy for you and I'm happy for your success. And I know you're going to be successful. So I'm, I'm just very, very happy. So so thank you for having me today.
2: It means a lot. really means a lot. You're really kind, Glenn. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the show. If you enjoyed it and found it valuable, we would really appreciate your support by liking, rating, subscribing to the Early Days podcast. This program is produced and hosted by Dulo, that's me and Julian, and as we mentioned in the very beginning, we make non-ion dresses from Performance Fabrics. If you want to learn more, head over to weardulo.com, that's W-E-A-R-D-U-L-O.com, and take a look at our products, our story, and the journey of how we're building the business. Until next time, bye-bye.